Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The NFL draft is two weeks away, but already Tennessee Titans fans have reason to be excited about the future because it's now a done deal that Jeffrey Simmons will be a part of that future. Uh, arguably the biggest offseason storyline involving this franchise was uh, was resolved this week when uh, when Big Jeff agreed to a contract extension, got everything signed and, and sealed and, uh, and, and met with the media. So, uh, everybody can, can take a collective sigh of relief here and, and know that, that that deal is done. And, uh, for a team that, that has not held on to its, uh, to many of its first round draft picks here in recent years, this is a, uh, this is, this is a big step in a lot of ways. So, we will get into that, obviously, spend a lot of time on that and a few other topics in, in this episode of the Believe in Titans podcast with the with the usual lineup, former Titans cornerback Denard Walker. Denard, how's everything today? I'm doing excellent. I like to say I'm a lot better than John Glennon today. <laughs> I was going to say, John Glennon, <laughs> uh, fresh off surgery, playing uh, playing hurt uh, with, uh, with us tonight, John uh uh other than other than a hand in in a big cast how are you sir i uh the rest of my body parts are all functioning well i hope the hope the same for you guys and uh and i and we need to know are you on some uh are you on some pain pills we're going to get some <laughs> uh some some really really exciting takes from you in this next little bit here now, if we had held our podcast on a regular day which is yesterday when i was just post-surgery things might have been different because i was Coming out of anesthesia, I had Percocet in the system too. So who knows what I might have said? But uh, today, I can't blame anything but myself for for the <laughs> foolishness that I will spit out. Maybe, maybe maybe we should have done that. It it might have been a little more entertaining. <laughs> but we will uh, we will soldier through tonight. I am David Beauclair, and uh, and I need to remind you that the Believe in Titans podcast is brought to you by Bet Online, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting. Everything from uh, from NBA and NHL playoffs to UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable, Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag. It's where the game starts. And, uh, Naturally, we are uh, we are going to start with the uh, with the Jeffrey Simmons deal. The particulars of which are uh, a four year extension at ninety four million dollars, a big number there, uh, just shy of forty nine million dollars guaranteed at the signing, with uh, just shy of sixty seven million dollars in total guarantees. It uh, it. it it gives the Titans control of Simmons through 2025 at least. 
um, because uh, you know through through the next three seasons, there's there's really no benefits to to cutting him. It, it'd be uh, it, it, the the cost would outweigh, I think, any sort of benefits they could they can start thinking about moving out of it after that. But he is under contract through 2027 in total. So uh, uh, a lot to like about that, uh, Denard Walker. What is what does this mean for the Titans' defense now this season and and going forward? Well, you talk about arguably one of the best defensive line in the league. you got to talk about Tennessee. Statistically, they've been in the top five the last two years. And really the pulse of that defense is the big man, Jeffrey Simmons. Uh, again, when you're ranked number 54 out of 100 players in the league last year by your play, by your peers, that's a remarkable accomplishment. And not to mention, I'm so glad that they – I uh, was able to sign the big man and make him happy so he can just go out there and play and get off of social media. And not to mention, I, I think this is a, if, if I'm the Titans organization, uh, this is about your future because not to mention, he's only 25 years old. So his best is ahead of him. And then when you look at him, look, look, look at the big man. What was interesting when I was reading, uh, John and David is if you look at 2021, you can look at the eight and a half sacks. But what's remarkable is the 62 quarterback pressures. I mean, that's fifth among players at his position. That is amazing. And that's why I feel like when they got this deal done, now what happens is this this organization, they can go forward knowing for the next four or five years, they got the best defensive player in the league playing for them. Yeah, and, and, and a guy who I, I think everybody feels like is ascending at a time where, you know, Aaron Donald still as good as he is, he's not going to get any better, probably start uh, declining here in, in the next year or two. And, and it, it might not be long before we're talking about Jeffrey Simmons as unquestionably the, the best interior defensive lineman in the game. John, it's, uh, you know, I, I mentioned it, it, it's big money. Uh, you look at it specifically. It's it's number one against uh, among all defensive tackles in in total guarantees with the sixty six point nine one million and it's second to Aaron Donald in terms of the uh, the average annual money paid out over the next three years at at twenty three and a half million dollars. So what uh, you know what what kind of statement does it's Rand Carthen, Mike Vrabel, Amy Adams Strunk, you know the various. Uh, various people in charge here. What, what does this say about uh, this organization and, and, and how this team is approaching things right now? Well, yeah, you know, a uh, few different things on, on this move. I mean, I, I think it's a great uh, example and, and a tone setter for this team, for the locker room, uh, you know, where Jeffrey Simmons is a captain, he's a leader, he's recognized as one of the game's, you know, top players. Uh, you know, and, and you're tr- if you treated Jeffrey Simmons any other way, you know, if, if you had, uh, you know, say tagged him uh, eventually after after this, you know, have him play through this year and then tagged him, you know, I, I think there would be a, a large bit of discontent on this team, uh, you know, and that's not the, the way you want to go. Um, you know, from Rand Carthen's point of view, I think it was great for him that really his first big move to date with the contracted players or, or one of his big first biggest move is not trading him away or, or not saying, you know, we're going to let him play through this contract, uh, you know, anything like that. Um, it's, you know, rewarding a star player for, for what he has done and saying, Hey, we're going to take care of our star players. 
we're going to give them the, the long-term security that they want and that they deserve after they outperform rookie contracts. So I, I think this was a, a great move and, and other benefits as well. You know, the, the, the deal actually reduces this year's cap uh, by $4 million, and you never know where, where that could be put uh, to good use. And David, as you mentioned, it does appear that they can get out of this deal, uh, you know, probably going into 2026 if they want to. There's no reason to say that they, they would have to do that. Um, and, you know, one other factor to consider, too, this deal did come after the commander signed, uh, you know, Duran Payne uh, to, a, to a big, big deal defensive lineman. But they did it. The Titans did their deal with Simmons before Quinn and Williams of the Jets and before Dexter Lawrence of the Giants, two other really good, talented defensive linemen that are going to get paid likely this offseason. And so you don't now you now you don't have to worry about, hey, one of, one of these guys really strikes it rich and has an outlier contract. All of a sudden, that's a precedent, you know, that Jeffrey Simmons is saying, hey, follow that with me. You know, by doing this early, you've, you've taken uh, you've, you've taken care of business early. Uh, Jeff, Jeffrey Simmons is happy and Rand Carthen is happy that uh, he doesn't have to make a, uh, a bad move with a with a star early in his tenure. And and it does come after, you know, the reports of, of Kevin Byer being asked to take a pay cut, which, you know, created some some bad press and, and some bad feelings, I think, uh, among the fans. So this uh, this puts a, a much happier face on things for the Titans. The, the thing that I thought of about this is, uh, you know, the interior of the defensive line in, in some ways is different than a, than a lot of other positions. It, it's a tough position in the NFL to come in and be great at right away. Like if if you're a cornerback, for example, if you're a great cornerback, you you can run with wide receivers. Yeah, you know, NFL wide receivers are going to show you some moves or two, but but if you can if you can cover man to man, you know, you can pretty much cover man to man. We you know, we see rookie running backs come in and and do their thing. We're seeing more rookie wide receivers, but when you're, you know, when you're a uh when you're an interior defensive lineman and your job is to get to the ball or to get to the quarterback, you, there's nowhere to go in there. You you know you, you can't just beat a man one on one most times and say you're there. You've got to make your way through a lot of of traffic and and big bodies and and all sorts of things. And and what you see is is it, it you know those guys tend to tend to take a little time before they really hit their peak and you can even you know you can even look at Aaron Donald for example he didn't win his first defensive player of the year award until year four and his four best sack seasons from in there are the you know years five six seven and eight for him so you know he was he was a guy who was who was you know the defensive rookie of the year. He, you know, he was great coming in, but he got better as he went. Albert Hainsworth with the Titans. You look at him. You know, he was not a Pro Bowler and All Pro until years six and seven, when when he finally figured it all out and realized uh, what what he could do. A, another guy with this team, Josh Evans. You know, Denard, you can speak to to what a factor Josh Evans was in the uh, in the nineteen ninety nine playoff run and. Uh, you know that that was basically year five and year six for him in in two thousand when he was uh, he he was fairly dominant a, a guy who you know was was smaller a, certainly a different type player than Jeff Simmons but but another guy who took his time and and figured it out so um, I mean do you agree with that Denard is that a position that that experience matters maybe as much as anywhere else well. 
not necessarily, they all go together, you know, because sometimes as a defensive back, we're seeing that now with Caleb Farley. I mean, it takes time yeah. uh, to get used to the speed of the game. So they all work hand in hand. But David, I do agree with you that when you have a dominating or dominant, excuse me, defensive lineman, uh, what happens is it makes it so much easier in the back half to cover. Because if you have to cover, you know, five or six seconds, then guess what? Typically teams, they'll have more success. So when you have a dominating defensive line, we talked about the 62 quarterback pressures uh, Jeffrey exhibited, back, uh, Jeffrey put on back in uh, 2021. What happens is a lot of times those quarterbacks, they got to throw that ball a lot faster than they want to. So again, I mean, this is, I, I love the hire. I think Rand Carth- Carthon did an amazing job getting this deal done. So I'm happy for the big man. But David, I just wanted to say that I watched his press conference and he was very emotional. And he just kept talking about his mother, you know, having to raise five kids on her own. And he just, and I love, he, he's got a quote, and he just said that every day, you know, I, I wake up, just think about those hard times where I know my my mom didn't feel like it. And what an amazing accomplishment, the fact that now he gets to take care of his mom. You know, that's that's huge. Yeah, and, and we talked about it, I think, last week or maybe the week before. You know, Jeff Jeff is an emotional guy. We, we've seen that during his uh, his four seasons in Tennessee, and I don't think – I don't think that served him well throughout this process. The, uh, you know, the uncertainty of contract negotiations and all this, it, it I, I think it, it, you know, he, he wasn't able to sort of separate himself and keep a very businesslike attitude throughout the whole thing. So, you, you know, John, I'll ask you, do, do you think, do you think this will help him? I mean, you, you go back to his rookie year, Titans took a chance on him, a coming off the knee surgery, B, you know, with with some character questions in the minds of some, you know, he was emotional the day he was introduced, uh, you know, the day after being drafted in the first round. And and then when he finally got on the field was, you know, was an impact player right from the start. Should should we suspect that we're going to see a, a Jeffrey Simmons who is that much more motivated to 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 earn, you know, live up to the terms of this contract this fall? I absolutely do. You know, there there are some players, you know, certainly that you know they they sign a big contract and you and you wonder, you say, oh, you know, they they got the money. Are, are you know is the motivation going to be there? Are they going to say, all right, you know, I'm I'm settled, I'm I'm secure. You know, the the engine's not going to run quite as hot. I do not see that being the case uh, with with Jeffrey Simmons. You mentioned it, just his makeup is entirely different. Um, you know, I, I'm looking forward to see him uh, next year. A, he's going to be, you know, presumably completely healthy after playing basically the entire second half last year on a bum ankle, getting shot up, uh, you know, before every game to get out there. That should tell you something about him right there. So he's going to be healthy. He's got this long-term security. He's a, he's a happy man right now, um, you know, and and uh, he always seems to have that chip on the shoulder nonetheless. Uh, you know, and, and I'm sure after seeing how the Titans struggled last year and, uh, you know, presumably won't be ranked very highly this year or, or forecast very highly, I'm sure there's going to be a chip on the shoulder. So I think we're going to see some vintage Jeffrey Simmons, healthy, secure, ready to go, trash talking and, and uh, playing a violent game of football out there. I, I think uh, Titans fans are going to love what they see out of him. 
Coming yeah, it, it 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 could be one of those things too, where you know you, you think how much time we've spent talking about the uh, the offensive line and how many new pieces that are gonna that are gonna be there, and it's gonna be a rebuilt unit that's gonna take some time to come together. I mean, I I can just. I can just imagine now, I mean, the, the team gets together for the start of off-season work next week, OTAs and, and minicamp are not too far in the future. Um, I, I can just see, I, I can just see Jeff Simmons making those guys miserable for the first, uh, you know, for the, you know, even, even in the unpadded practices, just, uh, just, just wreaking havoc out there. I, it, it, I mean, he's, he's going to be that fired up, I think, right from the get-go. Cause as, as you say, John, that, you know, that's his makeup. He, it's, just uh it, it's just it's just the way he is so uh but but you know that again the headline is big jeff is going nowhere for a uh for a long time and uh presumably one of his teammates so uh, during the 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 duration of this extension will be the first round pick the titans make in this year's draft as as we record this they are still sitting at number 11 and if you uh if you look at the uh the mock drafts that are out there there are there are three names that seem to pop up in connection with the Titans more than most and that is uh tackle Paris Johnson out of Ohio State wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba out of uh Ohio State also and uh Kentucky quarterback Will Levis uh so let's let's take a look at these guys. Denard Paris Johnson, a, a, a big big man. How, you know, would you uh, what 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 do you know about him? What do you like about him as a as a possible first round pick for the Titans? David, he's not big man. He's colossal <laughs> man. Six, <laughs> six six three hundred and eleven pounds. But what's amazing, David? He's only twenty one years old. He's a pup, man. Yeah, I mean, that, is, that is young. You're talking about a first-team All-American in 2022. Uh, he is absolute, and this is what's amazing. A man that big, he's very versatile. Let's not forget in 2020 as a freshman, David, he played right guard. So what do you love about that pick is that he can play both positions. I mean, the more versatile you are, that's what Bill Belichick loves. He loves guys that are versatile. But what I love about this young man, very articulate, very smart. Let's not forget, hey, this is interesting. This young man speaks Mandarin, Chinese, and Portuguese. You know what that tells me? You can t- The term dumb jock doesn't exist right here. <laughs> no, it does not. Let me tell you something. What I love about Paris now, let's just get, let's forget about the physical attributes. When you watch him on film, David, one word comes to mind, nasty. What do you want in an offensive lineman? If someone refers to you as nasty offensive lineman, they love that. That's music to their ears. And let me tell you something about Paris. David, he is a dog. He's like a house. You can't go around him. He's got great footwork. And what I'm telling you, when he's on the field, he reminds me, who was that? Uh, who was the big man back in the early 90s? They called him the pancake. Uh, who was that? Orlando? Oh, no, was Jonathan the- Ogden? No, 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 not Ogden. See, I, I went back too far. My mind <laughs> is far gone. But um, he, he, he's, when I say nasty, what I mean by is he just, he doesn't just block you. What he tries to do is to finish guys. You see a lot of times that that tackle that's lined up on him, he's typically five, 10 yards down the field. He will block you out of the play. And what I love about him, he doesn't give up sacks. And that's what you want to see. If you want to bring a big man right now, David, he is game ready. 
John Glennon, you, you know, when you look at Paris Johnson, what what do you see? Why should the Titans like him or maybe not like him? Uh, if you think I'm going to talk uh, Denard down, you are wrong, sir. <laughs> I am I am right there with you, Denard. Uh, Paris is my guy. Uh, if the Titans uh, have him available, I think they should go with him uh, at number 11. Uh, a lot of the same reasons. Big, tall, long, athletic. He's mobile. Um, you know, he, he's good in zone schemes. Uh, he's good with RPOs. That was a kind of offense they ran uh, at Ohio State. So I think it would it would transition naturally. As Denard mentioned, he is a smart guy. I think he's uh, earned his degree maybe in three years uh, already. Yes. Um, uh, you know, and and they, uh, you know, everyone seems to like the leadership that he brings out there as well. And versatility, too. He's not automatic. You don't have to automatically stick him at left tackle right away. As Denard mentioned, he played a year at right guard, uh, you know, and, and, you know, he could also presumably play right tackle, you know, if, if the Titans had any thought of moving NPF, Nicholas Petit-Frere over, over to the left tackle, you know, th- that's not out of the question either. So the versatility is strong there as well. So I think the, to me, and I've said this before, I think the most glaring need is, is that offensive line. And I know you've got Andre Dillard, but I, I don't think you can absolutely bank on him as being your left tackle at this point. And you can also move him inside. So Paris, you're, you're my guy. If, uh, if, if you're there. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's funny. I don't, I don't love all this talk of, of versatility on the offensive line. You know, I think if you need a left tackle, get a left tackle. If you need a right guard, get a right guard. But, you know, we know that that Paris Johnson can play guard and and you know think about what a what a dramatic difference that would be say if you put him at left guard as opposed to Aaron Brewer last year you know Mr. undersized in there um you know but oh, Dillard Dillard would be the same way Dillard you know Dillard's a guy who could slide in there i mean it, you you could see where this this move makes sense and and i i think Paris Johnson on the outside just that simple you know coaches talk about this a uh, uh, a little more and more I, I hear it coming up. Just that idea that a guy who's that big a body with that big a wingspan, whatever, you know, whatever his technique flaws, you still have to work hard to get around him. It takes you an extra step or two. And and we know, you know, you give an NFL quarterback like Ryan Tannehill an extra step, that that's all he needs to get the ball out and and get it downfield where he's going. So uh, you know, we know that Mike Vrabel likes Ohio State guys in general, and and there's a lot of other things about uh, about this guy that that sort of fit a Mike Vrabel profile, where you could you could say yes, or it's easy to see him going to Rand Carthen saying yes, this is this is the guy I want with this pick, and 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 as you know, as we are here a, a month into the. Uh, into the the season now, or the 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 twenty twenty three contract year, you know, offensive line still remains a, uh, a an unresolved issue. So I I think I think that that's it's easy to it it it's easy to say that's where they're going to go or where they should be looking at this point. So David, can I say something? Right yeah. Uh, the reason that I forgot this young man's name, unfortunately, I lost to him uh, in the Super Bowl. Uh, it's Orlando Pace, aka oh, the yeah. kick man. I didn't want to just. You know what? It, there's a lot of similarities between these two. Remember, Orlando Place 
was a huge man. I played against him. He, he blocked me one time with uh, one finger. So the guy <laughs> is an absolutely monster. <laughs> one finger. Finger. That's all it took. I told him, I'm not going to take you on. You're too big. <laughs> okay. Denard Walker with the admission there. Uh, let, let's go Let's go to Will Levis, the Kentucky quarterback. We, we've talked about him a, a little bit. Uh, you know, he's he's made some headlines this offseason or this draft season with uh with his physique in particular but uh uh denard what, what do you see from will levis is is this a guy the titans should be looking at seriously there you know i love will levis we talked a little bit about him last week and we talked about his struggles uh this past season and what i wanted to talk about with will levis i thought it was very interesting that when you look at the season and this is where he he's going to make his money is that season he had in 2021 he was uh, what, 10 and 3 in 13 games that had over 3,200 yards and nine rushing touchdowns. Let's not forget that game in Florida. That's when people started to put him on the map because he went down to Gainesville, down at the swamp, and he absolutely put on a show. What hurt Will Levis, and I really wanted to get this out, and I want to let everybody know the reason that he dropped off his senior season, I got a name for you. And, and when you talk about coaching is overrated, Okay. When when Liam Cohen, I'm sorry. When Liam Cohen, I'm sorry. My dog. Your dog. Your dog's got an opinion on this. Yeah. He always want to act up when I tell him he needs to be quiet. So he's on board with it here. So, but you know, when his struggles came in 2022 because of the departure of Liam Cohen. Lynn Cohen is a one heck of an offensive coordinator. Now, Lynn Cohen, 2022, he went to Los Angeles to be the offensive coordinator for the Rams. And we saw a dip in Will's game. Now, I'm telling you something. When I watch Will Levis, John and David, he can light it up. He has all the physical attributes, 6'3", 231. The, the thing about what hurts him is his footwork and his mechanics. So you imagine he gets a, he gets here in Tennessee and he gets a chance to work with Tim Kelly. What do we talk about? One of the things that Coach Kelly is good at, working with young quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson, he had an assistant in Houston. Let's not forget the job that Davis Mill, what he's, what he's done down there. He's doing his thing down in Houston. So, again, I think this would be a great fit because, last but not least, he reminds me of a Tennessee Titan quarterback that we've been talking about lately, Ron Tannehill. You can see the athleticism. You can see the arm strength. With with Liam, he just needs to make sure he gets in the right system around a good coach. And I think Tim Kelly and Liam, uh, excuse me, Will Levis would be a great, great, great combination in Nashville. John John Glennon, if if the Titans like him, why should they like him? And and do you think they have to trade up to get him? Yeah, I'm a little torn on Will Levis because yeah, as, as you mentioned, the the first thing. Probably, if you are, if you really want to get Will Levis, Levis, and be sure that you're going to get Will Levis, is you're probably going to have to trade into that number three spot, uh, and that means giving up, you know, a couple of first round picks uh, and more, and flipping first round picks this year in order to do so. So that, you know, obviously has to be taken into account when you're talking about Will Levis as well. Is he the guy that you want to give up that much draft capital for? You know, I, 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 it's an interesting question because, like Denard said, you're really looking. Are, are, is it going to be the Will Levis of 2021 or the Will Levis of 2022? And, and in addition, you know, to the departure of Liam Cohen that you mentioned, Denard was a big factor. Also, you know, some of his best linemen left after yeah. 2021. Some of his best receivers, like Wandale Robinson, uh, you know, now with the Giants, left after 2021. Plus, Will Levis was hurt 
for a great deal of, of 2022. I think he played, you know, with turf toe, you know, I think he had a shoulder injury, all kinds of things. So, you know, if, if you want to assume you're getting the 2021 well, Levis, you know, I, I'm, I'm on board with, with a lot of them. He's got the really great arm size, athleticism. Uh, at the same time, yeah, the, the footwork doesn't doesn't seem to be too good. Uh, inconsistencies, a little bit inaccurate. So I'm a little torn, uh, you know, on, on Will Levis. I'm not sure I'm willing to give up as much as I would need to give up in order to draft Will Levis probably at number three. You know, you say the strong arm. Uh, I've read where he says he can throw the ball eighty yards, which is <laughs> a uh, which is which is quite a heave. And and for a team that that you know likes to take some shots downfield, I think that's uh, that's something you can can you know you you would look at and consider. He's also you know for me, I like the fact. You know, you can say what you want about the Wonderlick test and this and that. You know, Will Levis is a 4.0 guy in college, and I, you know, I don't know, I, I don't know what uh, what classes exactly he was taking, but uh, 4.0 says to me he's he's a smart enough guy and, and a guy who's willing to to put in the time and do the work. You know, he he wasn't just wasn't just floating on through at at Kentucky. So you know, that, that, as as a quarterback, you want somebody. Who, who's going to put in the work and, and can learn what he needs to learn. And, and that suggests to me that, that he's able to do that. Uh, uh, you know, the, the latest reports are that the Indianapolis Colts really like him at number four. So, uh, uh, you know, wh- whether he's a, the chances of him falling to 11 seem pretty slim right now. And, and yeah, if, if the Titans really, really like him, they're going to, they're probably going to have to make a move. Uh Jackson Smith Najigba is uh, is a guy. He he's sort of sort of the newer name in, in terms of people talking about the Titans and, and possible uh, possible picks. Do you see him, Denard, as as a possibility? And if so, why? Well, I see him as a great possibility because I'm very familiar with this young man. He's from my neck of the woods, uh, Rockwall, Texas, which is the city next to me. And I had a chance to watch this young man. Uh, he is a phenomenal athlete. Steve Smith, the the soon-to-be Hall of Famer we know from Carolina and Baltimore, he said it best. He says, this young man has a a college degree in route running. Uh, He is a phenomenal athlete. If you go back a few years ago, that uh, Rose Bowl game against um, Utah, uh, it was uh, probably a game where Utah defenders, they would like to forget about this young man because he put on a record performance. Uh, Let me just say about uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. He's about six feet, 197. When I watch him play, John and David, and when I break him down, there's one player that comes to mind, and that is the former uh, great player, and, and may rest in peace, that's Terry Glenn. Remember Terry Glenn who played yeah. a long time for yeah. New England? He has that kind of speed. What I'm talking about is his ability to get out of the, come out of that break full speed. And, and, and you watch him run those go routes and those seam routes, which Tennessee loves. He's hard to cover. He's, you put him in a slot, he's a nightmare. And what you love about him is he is he's so phenomenal. He's so smooth in his routes. Uh, Steve Smith said it best. There's, there's no negatives on this young man. He is ready to come in and to be a first-week starter. John, he has that kind of a talent. So this would be a huge fit. I, it, it just depends on what Tennessee is looking for. You know, they we know they love the big receivers. Can they go after the big receiver, Quentin uh, Johnston, down at TCU? Or could you go for a much smaller, much quicker player, much like Marvin Harrison and Terry Glenn? That's the kind of mold that Jackson Smith and Jigba 
uh, he's in right now. John Glennon, give us uh, give us your take. Yeah, I, I like him for the most part. You know, um, again, you're looking at a guy because of his 2021 numbers. Because last year he was really he was limited to just three games, had a hamstring issue. Hamstring issue. We 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 know what that means in Titans land. They don't like that kind of thing. Maybe that's a red flag. I don't I don't know. But incredible numbers in 2021. 95 catches, almost 1,600 yards, averaged almost 17 yards a catch, and nine touchdowns. How do you beat that production? Uh, um, if, if you want to find potential negatives, maybe in, in terms of the, the eyes of the Titans, he's not necessarily a burner, not necessarily a, a, a you know a, a, a guy who's going to blow people away downfield, which is maybe what the Titans need, uh, you know, more than anything. Um, but yeah, incredible route runner, uh, you know, great hands, tough to bring down, uh, very reliable, you know, he, he played a ton of slot, uh, you know, and, and he, uh, I think that would probably be his, the spot that he would start out at, you know, with the, uh, with the Titans well as well. But these days, you know, NFL teams are, are using people in the slot so effectively. And you remember, you know, Traylon Burks played primarily slot in college too, but, you know, still transitioned outside and plenty of wide receivers can do that as well. So I'm a little bit mixed. He's not not the biggest guy. He's not necessarily a burner, but, you know, he's going to be very productive. Um, if, if he and, and his, his teammate Paris Johnson are, are both available, I'm going with Paris. But, you know, it wouldn't be the end of the world if they got Smith uh, and Jigba either. Yeah, people talk uh, the scattering reports I've seen talk about Smith and Jigba's strong hands and you know he's a guy who can sort of you know catch the ball cleanly catch the ball in, in traffic and, and and he's he's not he's not fighting to make the catch which allows him a good run after the catch which anyone who has seen the titans in the last few years knows that that's uh that that's something that they they really like to do there and uh uh you know denard you talked about you talked about uh uh, you know, you talked about him a little bit, but to, to me, it, it almost feels like, okay, do, when you mentioned Quentin Johnson and, and I've, I've talked about him, I love Quentin Johnson, but do you need another big guy like that? Or do you want a complimentary piece to, to Traylon Burks? And you think about, you know, AJ Brown and Corey Davis, for example, Corey Davis was not the, the fastest, not the biggest wide receiver in, in the NFL, but, uh, but paired with AJ Brown, almost got a thousand yards and, and got himself a big payday a couple uh couple years ago and and you know if, if Traylon Burks is the player that the Titans think he is I could I could see them looking at a guy like Jackson Smith and Jigba and saying that that could be a similar a similar pairing that we could go with for a couple of years and let these guys work together and and, and build up so it's uh uh, you know, certainly wide receiver is a uh, is a position of need for this uh, for this team. So, um, you know, we know where John Glennon stands. Denard, I'm going to ask you real quickly if if it's a choice between these three, who are you taking? Well, since Tennessee, they haven't uh, made a splash uh, getting a receiver. I'm going with Jackson Smith and Jigba. All right, I, I, I feel. Receiver. Yeah, I, I I feel like receivers. This is the year receivers are going to slide. I think uh, I, I think at, at number forty one in the second round, the, the Titans might find themselves with uh, might find yes. somebody fall into their lap there. But we can 
you know, we, we can talk more about that next week. We are, uh, we are in the, the closing stages here. So we are going to, we're going to wrap this episode of Believe in Titans up. Uh, thank you as always for, uh, for tuning in, for downloading, for telling your friends, Denard Walker until next week. All right. Thank you. All right, John Glennon until next week. And, uh, we look forward to getting an update on your rehab at that point. <laughs> All right. Enjoy it, guys. Thank you. And uh, I am David Beauclair, and, and this is the Believe in Titans podcast brought to you by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.